We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. Well, my answer is, if he ever was, he still is. Because Hebrews 13, 8 said, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the same compassionate Jesus today that he was then. You see, a lot of times when it comes to healing, people think that the Lord just healed to display his power. But as you examine the four gospels carefully, you'll find out that his compassion was involved. In fact, that it does, it says very little, if any at all, about his power, but it mentions his compassion again and again. He had compassion on him. He had mercy on him and healed him. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, Seven Things You Should Know About Divine Healing, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You can turn to Isaiah the 53rd chapter and Matthew the 8th chapter and 1 Peter the 2nd chapter and we'll look at scripture we looked at many, many times. Now, in Isaiah the 53rd chapter, the 4th and 5th verses, King James translation reads, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. But in studying, looking the words up in the Hebrew concordance, we notice that the words translated grief and sorrow are the same words, Hebrew words, that are translated sickness and pains all through the Old Testament. Most other translations will read that way. Surely he hath borne our sickness and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Then coming to the New Testament in Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 17th verse, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Hallelujah. Well, of course, if you follow your reference, it'll, it'll refer you to Isaiah 53, 4. So you'd know even from the King James translation that Isaiah 53, 4 said, Surely he hath borne our sickness and carried our pains. Because here's the inspired commentary. Matthew, inspired by the Holy Ghost, quotes Isaiah, saying that Isaiah said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Well, Isaiah literally said, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, or surely he hath borne our sickness and carried our pains. But that's saying the same thing. He himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Then in 1 Peter 2.24, Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, we were speaking to you on the most important things that you ought to know about divine healing. You'll find that uh, in the lesson today that we're going to cover the, the three or four main things that people ought to know. And many times we'll have to know before their healing will ever come or before they'll ever receive their healing. You could approach it from a different standpoint. Uh, you, you could call these roadblocks that people have to get over or around before they get up to healing. 
The number one is always this one. And you'll find that by dealing with people on a one-to-one basis. That is concerning God's will. Now you'll find that those people are divided into several categories. First of all, there is a group of, of Christians, believers, that just do not believe that it's the will of God to heal people today. You know, he's not in the healing business today. Well, my answer is, if he ever was, he still is. Because Hebrews 13, 8 said, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is the same compassionate Jesus today that he was then. You see, a lot of times when it comes to healing, people think that the Lord just healed to display his power. But as you examine the four Gospels carefully, you'll find out that his compassion was involved. In fact, that it, does, it says very little, if any at all, about his power, but it mentions his compassion again and again. He had compassion on him. He had mercy on him and healed him. Amen. We looked that up when we studied on the compassion of the Lord. I'm glad that he is the same merciful, compassionate Jesus today that he was then. So then, of course, first of all, because of wrong religious and church teaching, people will question God's will. I know in my own individual case of seeking healing, I did. And as long as I questioned his will, there was no manifestation of healing. I did not receive my healing. But when I did see what God's word says and thoroughly come to see and know and believe that it's God's will to heal me, then I wasn't very far away from becoming perfectly whole, raised up from a deathbed. Now then, uh, again, there are those that believe, well, now God does heal some. He, he does heal some, but it's not his will. You know, he doesn't heal everybody. So then the devil tells you, you're one of those that is not his will to heal. And that's another roadblock, isn't it? Well, you're going to have to find your answer in the word of God. If healing is provided for any of us, if it's in God's redemptive plan, then it's provided for all of us. So one can see thoroughly from the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. I remember I was reading something a number of years ago. Well, to be more explicit about it is in the year of 1953. Uh, and in the uh, Christmas, you know, December magazine of uh, decision magazine of Billy Graham. And uh, he had uh, most all of the 53rd chapter of Isaiah there in the paper. And then he commented that when he was in Korea preaching, a woman that was blind came to be saved. And the moment she got saved, she was healed of blindness, could see. And he mentioned that another person came that was paralyzed. And the moment that they was born again, they was also instantly healed. And he just made the comment. He said, I've come to believe that there's a whole lot more in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah than many of us ever got out of it. Amen. Praise God. Well, I believe so too. Amen. See, the 53rd chapter of Isaiah is the great redemptive chapter. We call it atonement chapter sometimes, but really uh, redemptive is a better word because atonement is an Old Testament word where redemptive is a New Testament word. The word atonement is not really found in the New Testament. Now, you'll find it one time in the King James translation, but the Greek word is not the word for atonement at all. It's a word for redemption. 
There is a difference between atonement and redemption. You need to know that. So that's the reason I say that healing is God's will for you, for all of us as far as I'm concerned, because it is in his redemptive plan. Now here's another thought. You remember the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians where Paul was talking about the Lord's Supper? Well, you know, I can quote that, but I think we make a mistake. Why don't you turn and read it? If I just quote it, you won't turn and read it. Amen. I want you to read it for yourself. Some way or another, when you read God's Word for yourself, it sort of registers on you, you know. A lot of times you just let it get by you otherwise. Paul says, For I have received the 23rd verse of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and so on. He talks about the institution of the Lord's Supper. Then I want you to notice that he says this in the 28th verse, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he eateth and drinketh unworthily. Now it's not unworthy. You see, the blood of Jesus makes you worthy. It's a manner in which you, which you partake. Eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, or condemnation, the Greek literally says, not discerning the Lord's body. Now, I want you to notice this thought. There's much here, but we're not, we're not on that, so I'll not discuss it. Notice, and remember this now, that the Bible wasn't written. Paul didn't write a letter to the Corinthians in chapter and verses. Did you understand that? He just wrote a letter. A man divided in chapter and verses for reference sake. So let's notice the end of this uh, 29th verse and then the 30th verse. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For what cause was many weak, physically weak, sickly among you among the church and many slept? That is they died prematurely. What was the cause? not discerning the Lord's body. Well, then healing has something to do then with the Lord's body, doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? Now, Paul is simply saying that these folks that are sickly among you and weak and those that who had died prematurely should not have if they had rightly discerned the Lord's body. Now, to discern means to see or to understand. In other words, though you partake of that piece of broken bread, which is a type of the broken body of Jesus. Remember, we just got through reading by whose stripes you were healed. And Isaiah prophesied by whose stripes you are healed. Peter, of course, looking back to Calvary, by whose stripes you were healed. If you don't see that and discern that and understand that, then for this cause, many are weak, many are sickly among you, and many sleep, or that is, their bodies were sleeping to grave, their spirits are going to be with Jesus. But they died, in other words, prematurely. So therefore, from what Paul said here about the Lord's Supper, then divine healing, or healing for the physical body, must be in God's redemptive plan. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth E. Hagen Legacy Bible, a beautiful soft leather-bound Bible with his 26 original lessons on faith and a memorable portrait. Also, four CDs from the Hagen family that include How to Grow in Love by Kenneth W. Hagen, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagen, from Craig Hagen, Healing Belongs to You, and finally from Denise Hagen Burns, New Seasons, all for the special radio price of $140. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Crusade time. We're going to be January the 23rd through the 25th, Sunday through Tuesday at Lake Worth, Florida at Believer's Victory Church, Pastors Scott and Peggy Hill. Yep. And then we're going to move over to St. Augustine, Florida on the uh, Wednesday. 26th, mm -hmm. Wednesday mm -hmm. through Friday night, the 28th at Anchor Faith Church, Pastors Earl and Marcy Glisson. And then we are staying over yes. and we'll be preaching there on Sunday morning in a special, special service there as they have uh, purchased the, the property there. Yes. And it's going to be a special dedication celebration type service, service. Yes. or celebration service, we call it. So, hey, come on down to Florida and, and spend a, a week with us That's here. Right. That, right should there. be warm. It should be warm. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.